0: This is not just another fitness podcast.
1: Food is so much more than just fuel.
0: Keep things simple. That goes for training and diet.
1: Chips, cheese, and hummus. You should try it.
0: Don't take this stuff too seriously.
1: Balance is just really not sexy.
0: Eat plenty of fruit and veg. It's not rocket science.
1: Having a six pack is just totally not worth it.
0: That's a lie for a start. <laughs> <laughs> Walking every day has to be one of the best things you can do.
1: Honestly, I hear this shit on a daily basis.
0: Nobody got fat from eating too much fruit.
1: Green peppers a rank
0: i do like a snickers Mm. just be honest with yourself
1: have you tried the aldi milk chocolate
0: The answer is no. Honestly, if you're struggling, just ask for help.
1: In most of my consultations, I actually don't talk about food.
0: No, Diet Coke doesn't cause cancer.
1: Sometimes you have to think about the effort versus the reward.
0: Calorie deficits are boring, but they work.
1: Oh my God, my gran used to take me to Wimpy.
0: It's never too late to start lifting weights. You can take your manuka honey and shove it up. That
1: made me die.
0: (laughs) 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 All All this is going on as well. Welcome to episode 46 of the Not Another Fitness Podcast with myself, Andrew John Scraggs. And across from me on Zoom, we have...
1: You know I don't have a middle name, don't you? Yeah. Yeah, well, it's just Amy Ramshead. Like literally the most British boring name I have.
0: Rammers.
1: Amy Ramshead. Rammers. Rambo. Yeah. Ramsey.
0: Mate, we're recording on a Saturday night. No, we're not. We're recording on a Friday.
1: No, we're not. <laughs> is it?
0: Got it. Have Got I missed it.
1: a day somewhere?
0: God, it's late.
1: I Got... know this year's going quick, but geez.
0: God, I'm tired. <laughs> is... I'm
1: not actually.
0: <laughs> I've literally just smashed down a coffee as well, and that's uh, that's obviously Ooh. that's not enough. Should have gone with a uh, should have gone with double shot.
1: Oh, is dad life kicking in?
0: Slightly. We were just saying beforehand. Actually, um, we're on a slight time constraint tonight because a pizza has been ordered <laughs> so not only it's have friday i night. not only have i changed the uh, recording time i've also ordered a pizza well i've got sarah to order it and uh yeah apologies if um if you suddenly hear me drop off mid-sentence <laughs> it's because i've uh, i've heard the delivery guy rock up yeah i'm gone
1: it's friday night we're ready for the weekend andy has got his pizza ordered my boyfriend's gonna come home soon and serve me my Mongolian beef that's been in the hour, been in the oven for three hours. It's gonna be delicious.
0: Serve me my beef. Serve me my beef, <laughs> human.
1: Um, yeah. So yeah, we're on we're we're on the clock. Not because we don't love you, dear listeners, because we were just saying how much we absolutely adore the podcast. Um, but yeah, food is pending. And if you've been with us for the last forty five <laughs> episodes, then you'll understand that one thing Andy and I love is food.
0: Yeah, don't take it personally if this is a ten-minute pod today. It's, uh, <laughs> it's, it's it's not you, it's us. <laughs> yeah. What um, what distinguishes Mongolian beef from regular beef, Rambo? Oh, just God a, knows. Just a question. <laughs> that the recipe.
1: <laughs> the recipe. One of my clients sent me a photo yesterday of his Argentinian beef, and I was like, he was like, oh, it's very spicy. I was like, okay, I'm having Mongolian beef. I'll let you know the difference. <laughs> like, God knows. I do God feel knows. like
0: that's definitely. Um, a, like trick restaurants use, isn't it? They like kind of just switch a word before like something mm. quite boring, you know, yeah. like beef or potatoes, and it yeah. just kind of sounds slightly jazzy.
1: This is literally just oven cooked beef, just beef in spices with chili. Yeah, beef in spices. Beef
0: in spices. Sounds, in spices. Bo- sounds boring though. But exactly. Mon- Mon- Mongolian beef. Mon- oh, now we're talking. Exotic.
1: <laughs> yeah. That's something I want to eat. Exotic. Fancy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah. So yeah. But really, not really talking about beef or protein sources today, are we, mate?
1: We have sidelined our favorite topic of conversation which is protein (laughs) to come with our second favorite macronutrient which is
0: it's the carb cast today isn't it mate it's the carb cast it's the carb cast
1: we've gone from the protein pod to the carb cast cast Uh, or cast i'm northern i feel like i should say the carb cast my mum would kill me if i didn't say carb cast
0: you can say cast i'll say cast okay um this one just landed on my lap yesterday when i read this I've actually, yeah. I've actually got to, um, can you do some uh, filler for me, mate? I've got to bring up the, uh, I've got to bring up Twitter to read this out in all its, in all its glory. Yes.
1: yes. So it's weird, these things though, isn't it? Because when you suggest things, I'm always like, yeah, I've had a conversation with clients as well about that this week. So it's really funny how these things naturally do kind of crop up in combos with clients. So this initially, you suggested it from a, a tweet that you'd actually seen. Um, yes. But I've actually had a few conversations with clients this week about carbohydrates as well, mainly about carbohydrate tolerance um, in terms of like quantities and things like that, which, again, is I'm sure something we will come on to um, in the pod. But um, is that enough filler, mate? Did you have it? Have you got okay, well
0: done, mate. That was uh, like okay, an that was absolute good. bloody pro. That was oh, it. obviously. I'm um, a flight
1: attendant. <laughs>
0: I, I do. I do feel like carbs in particular are never too far from like the news or some kind of story. Um, Normally like something along the lines of carbs are bad. The demonization of them. Correct. Or in this case, (laughs) uh, so this is from a a guy, from a broadcaster called Mark Dolan. Um, I think he's on like talk radio, something like that. But I mean, he's got tens of thousands of followers, basically. So he's not, you know, he's not Taylor Swift, but he's not a nobody either. He's got a little blue tick next to his name.
1: Is he and anybody in the world of nutrition? No. Interesting. <laughs> just, just saying.
0: So this doesn't mean that like you can't have opinions on nutrition. You don't have to be a nutritionist or a dietitian to to have an opinion. But it's just when you when you tweet out something like, and I'll I'll quote from now: carbohydrates cause obesity. The end. That's it. I mean, carbohydrates cause obesity. The end.
1: He actually wrote the end as well.
0: Well, why are you still talking, Rambo? That the was end. the end. That's, and that's the podcast of today.
1: I mean, everyone. if you're going to go out on a limb, he's done it pretty far there, hasn't he? And Interesting.
0: Ob- yeah, obviously, this is. I would say this is a fairly commonly held belief. Mm. I'd be amazed, actually, if we haven't covered this in like the myth busting pod. That's probably where I remember us discussing it before. Um, but it is. So, like there's loads of myths in um uh, nutrition and fitness. And but for some reason, there are some that kind of come and go, but there are some that just it feels like they're on a never-ending conveyor belt, and it's just like it's like you're sitting at yo sushi and that fucking little plate of like rancid veg that no one wants just keeps coming back round and it's just carbs like being bad. Interesting you just,
1: say yo sushi because that's full of carbs. <laughs>
0: yeah, exactly. Fucking segues coming out of my brain. I'm firing. That <laughs> coffee's finally kicking in. Um, yeah. So, so that's the tweet. Um, I disagree with that. I'm I'm going to go out on a limb and speak for Rambo here, so that she disagrees with that as well. Um, you may big for me. Yeah. First. So the first comment underneath that um, guy called Gary, who says <laughs> he disagrees. Um, he says it's calories in. <laughs> it's Give Gary his time, Rambo. <laughs> um, Gary says, it's calories in excess, not the carbs that do that. Gary Fair sounds point. sounds
1: like a clever man.
0: Gary sounds like, a, he sounds like he's got his, uh, his head screwed on. And Mark comes back with, no, and that's <laughs> the myth which perpetuates. It's chemistry. Carbs raise insulin, which is the main fat storage hormone of the body. When carbs are lowered, insulin drops, and fat is burned so a high calorie diet of protein and fat will surprisingly see weight loss do you know what the problem with this is rambo
1: please tell me please enlighten me the
0: biggest problem with that is so as soon as i read that the phrase that sprung to mind was a little bit of knowledge is a dangerous thing
1: oh my god yes
0: and that is something known as the dunning kruger effect
1: it certainly is and i had an argument with someone on facebook in a slimming world group over the same thing it is the principle today and
0: (laughs) you will see this not just in nutrition you will see this across the board a a lot of the time on, on social media and it's where you have um the dunning kruger thing is basically it's like confidence and experience isn't it so if you've got no experience of nutrition you're going to have a pretty low confidence in terms of being able to answer questions on it but then what happens is you get a little bit of experience you learn something oh insulin is a storage hormone well that's interesting and then you fucking run with it and then suddenly you know a little bit you get really confident with that and then suddenly you start extrapolating and carbs are bad because they raise insulin blah 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 um and what you actually find is, if you kind of keep progressing that knowledge with something, you suddenly realise that the old classic is, "Jesus, I realise how much I don't know." You start being a little bit less definitive and start introducing words like "may" and "could." Um, these are these are normally missing in tweets like that. Um, and then eventually, hopefully, you become an expert. But like, I'm again, I'm not speaking for you again now, but I don't think that I I've been. Um, I've been working as a personal trainer for over 15 years and I don't think I know everything. I still feel like there's a shitload of stuff that I don't know. And I know there's a lot of people that are more experienced than me. So it's kind of just knowing that before you blast something out like carbs, or carbs, obesity, the end.
1: I completely agree. And before I was educated about nutrition or before I chose to educate myself, let's say, um, I probably did exactly the same thing you know someone and this is exactly the the argument i had with somebody on facebook today in a slimming world group that said that's a um, that's a you've probably i don't give a shit you've probably <laughs> put on muscle because you've been training and muscle weighs more than fat and i was like i literally just commented underneath this is rubbish <laughs> <laughs> and the the actually the lady who it was was very nice in her response and said oh it's just um something that a pt told me that i was training with when um when i started training a few years ago and i've been there you take advice from someone who you see or you take information from someone who you see as in a uh, a position of authority they might have even been in good nick you know you see them doing all the right things and you're like oh that's what they said so it must be true and This Mark guy has made this completely ridiculous statement that has none of it in the realms of, well, I'm going to say like, let's say 10% of it, maybe (laughs) in the realms of fact. And at the moment, because of the way social media is and um, information out there on the web, he will be able to go and actually find information to prove what he said. So in his head he becomes even more of an expert because there's things out there online that will actually prove what he said. So it doesn't matter whatever anybody else tells him, whether it's science or anything like that, there is stuff out there written that will actually prove his theory. So he is never going to listen to people that actually say otherwise because there are things out there that still have foundation that will still prove his beliefs.
0: Yeah and if you, if you look at his, um, if you look at the original tweet underneath that, there's a good balance of people. Some are saying, yeah, you're absolutely right. I lost a load of weight doing the keto diet. And there's another chunk of people saying, no, it's calories in calories out. You've got this wrong. Um, so if you stumble into that, as someone who's maybe looking at, you know, maybe you listen to on the radio and you want to lose a bit of weight and he says that and you're like, oh, okay, that sounds like something I could do. Um, this is why it's a problem, right? Because oh, it's huge. Pe- people with a platform spreading misinformation and actually like for, for someone like him, I think it's like, I don't, I don't hate the guy because it's more, it's coming from like a, a position. You don't know
1: of, him. You have no right to hate him. Well, well
0: actually he might, um, he might be thinking he's doing something. I I do know he's kind of like a bit of like a kind of like shock jock though. Like a a little bit of that kind of saying stuff to get a reaction. And I'm like, a part of me kind of feels like, Oh my God, is he, is this the kind of ploy? But another part of me might just be like, he looks at, he's read something and he's like, Oh my God, that's really simple. People just need to know this. I'm going to put it out there in black and white. Um, And actually he's done it in good faith, but he just doesn't realize that in this instance, he's wrong and that's fine and we're all we can all be wrong but i just think the more people that you're the bigger the audience i do think you've got like a, a an element of responsibility there if you're a broadcaster you definitely do it's like your job you're broad oh, stuff out there um yeah rambo before we continue yes. volume is it bad it's just a little bit hot. it's it's fine it's we're just going to be a little bit it's nowhere near as bad as it was when at first
1: sorry first i've really camp. fucked it haven't i that's right, mate
0: Is that better? Yeah, that that sounds fine. It's just it was just a little bit high. You're good. You should
1: literally see my input volume is like that.
0: Yeah, your um your mic's ridiculous. Thank you. Ridiculous.
1: Thank you. Is that better? Yeah, that's good. Okay. Um. Okay, then should we talk about (laughs) why he's wrong?
0: Yeah. So, do you wanna do you want me to start this one off?
1: You can do. Firstly, I was going to ask a very interesting question. Um, have you ever had issues with carbs? What's your relationship with carbs like? Because I think this is a really interesting question.
0: Um, never had. I've never had any issues with <laughs> with eating carbs, apart, apart from this is actually the whole thing. Apart from the amount, <laughs> basically, because right. they're delicious and they're easy yeah. to overeat. That being the main problem, that I think most people have. Um, I'm not intolerant to them in any way. If that's kind of what you are. Uh, what you were no, towards. no, I
1: meant more like um, well yeah, that would come into it, but I meant more like mentally in terms of like
0: I spent a decent chunk of time thinking that I had to minimize carbs to successfully lose weight. That is definitely something that I thought for um I don't know a while anyway, let's just say,, mm. and I think that's quite again, I think that's kind of fairly fairly common and mm. because when people cut carbs out and you know you're cutting a chunk of calories out as well and you see weight loss happen that just reinforces the belief that well i have to remove carbs to lose weight mm. or severely restrict them yeah like, i mean now i'm
1: I could just pieces on its way
0: <laughs> <laughs> more, carbs, more carbs the merrier these days
1: no interesting um I can't actually remember my relationship with carbs in terms of like really restrictive. I did the Dukan diet once, um, which is basically like just pure protein. Yeah, that's Um,
0: pretty pretty restrictive, isn't
1: it? Yeah, it's basically pure It's fucking expensive as well. You're basically eating salmon fillets all day. Um, But I've never think I've had carbs demonized in my head. I think I've actually always had... A good relationship with carbs in terms of I know what their purpose is. Therefore, I use them for purpose. Does that make sense? Yeah. But then I also adore the sweet stuff. So I know that that is my kryptonite. And I know that everything that I love is a carbohydrate or have a healthy amount of fat in as well. But then, like, do you know what I mean? So I know, I accept that there's like, the carbs that are not optimal what so everything i love that is not optimal is a carbohydrate but then by include i accept that in my diet carbs can be a very useful tool and there are periods especially if you're into training and into exercising that personally I don't think it benefits you to actually restrict carbs um and I've manipulated them accordingly and I still do in my diet as well but I think that it gives me a good relationship with carbs rather than a bad relationship with carbs um and uh, we say this about carbs but I've talked about this before on my po- on, on my pod on my part, Andy
0: <laughs> steady on mate Steady.
1: oh <laughs> sorry steady on <laughs> You're either, about...
0: you're either taking control of this podcast or you've got another podcast. I don't know. <laughs> neither yeah. of which is acceptable.
1: I apologize. Yeah. I've talked about this before on our pod, on the pod. The um, my, my mom had a very damaging relationship with fat because of the generation that she grew up in. And I think we we've been in danger the last few years of having of breeding, a, a, you know, a generation of people that have had the same relationship with carbohydrates um, so that's why I asked that question like what was your what was your relationship with them but.
0: yeah I think it's um I, I definitely went through a, a stage like I said of uh I don't know if I ever got to the stage where I was like afraid to eat them but mm. I knew but in my head I kind of told myself right well if you want to get leaner you know you can't have um you know pasta or rice and potatoes and stuff like that mm. it would all be or it would be like really minimal It'd be like, yeah, yeah, maybe one small serving of rice. There wouldn't be any, any sweets Mm. or anything. There'd be certainly Mm. be no bread. That'd be like the first thing to go. Mm. Um, And I think that's actually, um, that's kind of one of the things I wanted to talk about, kind of the the confusion uh, in terms of like confusing carbs with junk food. Mm. Uh, They can kind of, there's obviously a ton of overlap there. Um, And also thinking of carbs, like when you say to someone carbs, picture carbs, people think of like the starchy ones, basically like pasta, rice, potatoes, that kind of thing. They don't really think about fruits and vegetables mm-hmm. <laughs> like, and they even, they only think of sweets cause they see those as like a separate thing or they're sugar. And okay. Yeah, they are. They all fall under the carb banner though. So when people say like carbs are good, carbs are bad. I'm like, well, obviously the majority of the time having a bowl of porridge Is going to be preferential to having a handful of jelly babies. I think that's like a fair assumption. Well, okay. Now the scenario is you're in the middle of an Ironman. What's what's the better carb to choose then? Well, it's the jelly babies. So do you know what I mean? It's like, and and you like you, you making the point around like how to manipulate these around training, like get like the good and bad, out of your brain and and black like black and white thinking in general is not um not ideal and when you have a tweet that basically just says carbohydrates cause obesity that's to me that's well that's as black and white as it gets you know and it just does not help anyone with stuff like that
1: yeah completely agree completely agree
0: and it's just go on i was just gonna say like so the the second tweet that the mark put out which is basically um stating that you know when you consume carbs insulin goes up um insulin inhibits fat burning therefore you're going to start you're going to start gaining weight and it is true that so those things are true right or the yeah initially initially it is but insulin um it doesn't
1: inhibit fat
0: burning though i suppose it does acutely (laughs) do you know what i mean so like it all this is the thing about like the, uh, eating, you know, eating little and often. So you don't get the big spikes, mm. but you end up with, if you have six, so when they've looked at this, like if you have six small meals versus three big meals, but calories are the same, there's the, uh, the key to it, kids calories, um, Shock. You, just, you get three big spikes versus six smaller spikes, but the levels of insulin are the same. They've just mm. distributed differently over the, over the day. Um, mm-hmm. But there was a a guy called Ben Carpenter, um, who's a decent follow, actually, like very evidence based. He shared this. um, It was called, as he says, bringing it up on his screen, uh, the rice reduction diet. Mm. Um, So basically took a bunch of overweight people and fed them a diet consisting of 90 to 95 percent carbohydrates, Mm. um, basically from rice and fruit. And they, on average, they lost like 140 pounds, like over 60 kilos each. So again, it's one study. You don't take that one study and throw everything out, but that's as kind of conclusive as it gets in terms of you've got, it's not like, oh, they lost a couple of pounds as in they were in a calorie deficit. It was a high carbohydrate diet and they lost an absolute shit ton of body. They basically lost a human Yeah. in terms of body weight. Um, and, that, and that kind of points to the fact and when you see something like that it's like okay that's interesting because insulin would obviously be raised every time they ate the rice or the fruit but because the calories were controlled they were still in an energy deficit there was still a period of day when insulin wasn't elevated that fat burning could occur i like to call it when you're sleeping um and 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 happy days they ate all the rice and fruit um they wanted and they lost weight and you can do
1: you can too. Um, I think anyone that's been listening to us for a long time will know that Andy and I. Um, it's not carbs that mean that you uh, that contribute to obesity. It's an excess consumption of calories, um, and when you're trying to lose body fat it's very much personal preference with regards to how you set up your carbohydrates and fats. And I've had clients that really favor a high fat diet in terms that they really enjoy those foods. like They enjoy smoked salmon and butter and avocado and peanut butter and nuts. And they are totally fine to still have in your diet and lose weight. Like coupled with there are clients that still want to eat pizza and still want to have bread and still, yeah, <laughs> you're not trying to lose weight, right? And still yet. And they still have um, potatoes and rice and they love pasta. And, and also I will come into, we'll come into this in a second. They can tolerate them as well in terms that they don't experience many adverse effects with like bloating or um, like energy dips, or they maybe exercise intensely. So they actually do enjoy those, those carbohydrates in the diet and they can use them as well that is totally fine and also i think when you are dieting or trying to lose weight timing of carbohydrates is really important with regards to when you're going to use the energy but also having the flexibility to be able to afford the less optimal carbohydrates if that keeps you adherent to any kind of fat loss plan is a huge tool that you can use as well we use as nutritionists in our armor in order to make sure that somebody maintains consistent with that maintains like a consistency with their deficit you know and if somebody is very much personal preference if someone's in a calorie deficit and they would rather sacrifice some an apple let's say for a Kit Kat because that day they really wanted a fucking Kit Kat, and it was either have a Kit Kat or they were going to go headfirst into uh, a tub of Ben and Jerry's. Then I wouldn't care that they had the Kit Kat over the apple, as long as that wasn't what they were doing the whole time, and as long as they weren't going headfirst into a tub of Ben and Jerry's. Like I think, again, with 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 tweets and with comments like this from people that don't understand there's so much nuance and there's so much individual individual preference individual circumstance um yeah I just I just
0: it just winds me up yeah I think I don't know like again we're in a fortunate position because we work with people one-to-one and we've said this like numerous times catering to the individual but also I, I don't think it helps in definitely not in health and fitness to be uh, like ide- idealistics maybe not the word but basically like tied to an approach and especially not like oh that's my identity i'm like the low carb coach or I'm the i'm the the protein coach do you know what i mean it's like as soon as you get tied into that or especially if you start selling something <laughs> that uh that you can make money you know like uh think yeah keto supplements or something like that um you kind of you get skewed then and then suddenly everything should be, a, you know, it should be low carb for everyone. Whereas I think like, I mean, one of my kind of points to sum this up is basically talking around personal preference. So I won't labor it here, but there's a, there's different reasons to, to lower carbs. There's a few different reasons and, and, and they're not wrong. It's not like a case of right and wrong, but lowering them for, because you're, you're afraid of them. I don't think it's a good one. No. um and i think one of the things one of the reasons one of the uh points I was, I was thinking about is like why do people like gravitate towards low carb why is it popular like what are the things that like what advantages does it have because myself and amy will have clients that do eat like higher protein higher fat lower carb diets um and i've actually got one client at the moment that i'm gonna just kind of like speak a little bit about what i've done with her but i think for me it's that the appeal of low carb when people have done it before is that rapid drop on the scales in the early stages of the diet. So like when you're, you know, you're, you've put on a bit of weight maybe, and you're feeling, um, a bit of a loss and you just want to see the scales heading in the, in the right direction. Um, you know that stripping all the carbs out of a diet will lead to that kind of drop on the scales because you're going to shed a ton of water and that water retention, um or fluid drop is it's really motivating yeah people people love that they love seeing that at the start and i and like us as nutritionists know this like i know going into a diet that i have i I will always try and set it up so they get like a, a drop in the first week not because they have to but because i know mentally if someone sees that week two and three are more likely to be better or a better yeah. chance of ad- adherence mm-hmm. again yeah. um and when some people like me and amy aren't massively big on on like you know the scales aren't the bill and end all it's not like you know some clients use them some don't but a lot of people are incredibly motivated by numbers and they use the scales and if mm-hmm. you've got if you've got a tool that strips all you know a, a big chunk of the water out of your body so you can step on two pounds lighter people will do that yeah people and- will definitely do that
1: and this is the thing, like this, I think there's a phrase going around the internet or social media or even TV at the moment. It was on a certain program that we're going to talk about in a few weeks yeah, last night, which was diets don't work. Diets do fucking work. I'm sorry. I think that's crap. Diets work. Yeah. Because of reasons like this, because if you go on a six week fat loss diet that puts you in a calorie deficit and that is predominantly low carb, you will lose a shit ton of weight. I, fact, I think I can pretty much put my hand on my heart and say that we both agree with that fact, yeah? Most of that will be water. You will suffer with your energy. If you're training, it will be like shit. And after that, you will probably put a lot of weight back on. As And when I say weight, I mean scale weight. Seeing that and not understanding why you lost the weight in the first place or where that weight came from, That is very, very demotivating when you start eating, I'm I'm using wanky air quotes, normally again, you start eating carbohydrates again, and then that water starts to build up as glycogen in the muscles, yeah? And then you jump on the scales again and you're like, shit. And then that that tends to send people into a little bit of a mental spiral. And then they really... They start to binge and like, I mean, I'm talking very blanket and generally here, but you know, like that's predominantly what happens with these diets and that's why carbs get a bad name because you can quickly lose weight and then when you reintroduce them, you can quickly put the weight back on again. And that's a very simplistic, broad overview.
0: Yeah. And and, and aside from the motivation factor, like the only other reason I can think of to, to want to drop pound or to drop scale weight quickly would literally be if you were like participating in a um, uh, sport that requires weight classes then you then you can like use you know if you're like i don't know like olympic lifter or jockey or boxer or whatever it may be like if you wanted to lose pounds quickly then all, all of those um athletes use an element of water like you're doing like a water cut or a, or a you know low carb to yep. try and get a few pounds off
1: can i just pause there go, go. so i did a water cut with my athlete last week okay um she she has literally just texted me now and she's always had a a little bit of a fear about not about carbohydrates but about Carrying extra body fat, let's say, because she like, I mean, she's she looks incredible, Nick, anyway, but she's always had a bit of a fear about being in, you know, a bit fuller, let's say, um, even though she knows that will aid her performance. So she's always gone probably on the lower, well, definitely on the lower, lower carb side than I would have liked her, but she's never wanted to put them up anymore. Literally just text me. Big week of carbs and I got 110 split jerk and 105 clean and jerk. I'm afraid I might have to sacrifice two abs for some gains. <laughs>
0: that's
1: <laughs> and that's how it works because, you know, carbs are energy. Carbs make us look fuller. And if we're not using that energy, then there does there is a certain amount of storage there. And that's what it comes down to. It's whether we're using the energy.
0: Yeah exactly and actually if you're someone that values a healthy lifestyle hopefully you are participating in doesn't have to be lifting but you know whether it's like running or classes or whatever it may be but actually carbohydrates do come in handy like they help you to enjoy and perform better thing or activities that you hopefully enjoy doing and that you're passionate about um so yeah um you touched on something earlier rambo which i think is a slightly contentious issue which is (laughs) which is carb tolerance um do you want me to i I know so you've got an example of this right Mm. so i'm just going to pitch in with like a kind of broad strokes um comment and i'll see what you what you make of it go on hit me so I'm, i'm so i'm just using now based on consultations and people that i've that have sat in front of me and we've just chatted about this i would say There's a disproportionate amount of people that think they can't tolerate carbs um, with kind of little to no evidence.
1: I completely agree. Yeah. Did you think I was not going to agree?
0: I wasn't sure which way you were going to go. No, I
1: completely agree. I completely agree. And I think it's almost, I think it ties in actually at the moment. And again, I'm probably going to get a lot of people coming at me with pitchforks for this, with the whole gluten-free. Um, everyone's got a, got an intolerance, intolerance testing, which is very, very
0: not based in
1: science.
0: Sketchy. As yeah, dark.
1: extremely <laughs> lack of evidence behind all that, and I think Str- it ties into extremely that.
0: Extremely lucrative, though, mate.
1: Very, very <laughs> lucrative. There's a reason for that, but I think it's the whole thing of everyone loves a fad everyone loves a fad and everyone loves a quick fix and there's gluten-free a lot of people thought that gluten-free was a way to lose weight and it's not a lo- you know yes everyone has a certain degree of tolerance with regards to how much they can handle of any macronutrient you know Pro, if you have too much protein your farts stink if you have too much fat you're gonna probably put on weight because it's very calorie dense and you might end up with a few gut issues as well if you have too much carbs you're gonna look like you're four months pregnant like do you know what i mean but <laughs> Andy's laughing his head off <laughs> but it's true you know i and everyone does have individual degrees of carbohydrate tolerance but i when i say that I mean that if I had two slices of bread for lunch, then I had um, a jacket potato for dinner, and then I had some, a jacket potato for lunch, and then I had some pasta for dinner, and maybe I had a bag of crisps in the middle, or maybe I had a slice of toast or a hot cross bun, and then for dinner I had, or for after dinner I had some chocolate, I'd be bloated as hell. I would not feel comfortable. I might even be a little bit constipated, you know, like because my body personally can't tolerate that. Like that is a lot of carbohydrates for my body, regardless of how intense I'm exercising. It would make me feel slow. It would make me feel sluggish, you know, and I'm assuming that in that diet as well, I have plenty of micronutrients, vitamins, minerals, hydration, you know, but personally I would struggle with that amount. There are other people out there, be them male, be them female, that would tolerate that perfectly well. They honestly would. Um, But again, there's also people out there. The devil's in the dose. And when I say this, I say it with love, like, Don't be a fucking moron and then with your carbohydrates and then say that, oh, yeah, I just can't tolerate all that. It makes me really, really (laughs) bloated. Well, yeah. And you're going to be bloated after the pizza that you have tonight. You're probably going to have a beer as well, whether it's non-alcoholic or not. Like, do you know what I mean? You're going to feel a little bit. If I, if I asked you then to go and try on a pair of skinny jeans, you might struggle. Like, do you know what I mean? Use the fucking common sense.
0: Yeah, I mean, normally I just slip into some joggers before the pizza arrives, so I get real comfortable. Exactly.
1: Before. You're like Joey with your turkey <laughs> pants, you know? And it's a friend dress for anyone that used to watch Friends. But, you know, it, it, it's... Use your common sense.
0: I, I love the... um. I mean, you're absolutely right. Like, the devil is in the dose pretty much, so... Confuse so i think i think a lot of people confuse carbs with calories and this is just another yes. example so when if, if it's like i feel bloated after x meal and x meal was like a chinese buffet that ha- that has got a lot of carbs in it but it's just like also got the, a lot of salt by the time you're on your fifth plate it's probably the food volume <laughs> rather than the carbs themselves that are the issue um a common one that i get in consultations all the time is around bread and yep. there's, there's, there's two classics with bread it's either i've stopped eating bread um you know to lose weight or oh uh, bread bloats me out and honestly I, I mean if i if i do consultations every week i'll hear that every week i'll yeah. hear bread well i don't really have I, I don't really have bread who's eating all the bread by the way yeah jack <laughs> do, do you know what I mean? half a loaf
1: a day easy <laughs>
0: Um, and I just think it's that slight confusion between, yeah, even if you, uh, so I know I use the Chinese buffet as an example, that's maybe a slightly extreme one. But even if you have like, I don't know, say you do have like two sandwiches, like four slices of bread and you just feel a little bit fuller after. That's mm. not, that's not being intolerant to carbs. No. Or intolerant, you, you don't become sandwich intolerant. Do you know what I no. mean?
1: Oh, that would be a really sad place oh, to that'd,
0: live. Oh, that would be it for me. What's, what's the point it's uh, like
1: it's like last
0: night right we had pasta
1: i and this is just something i do this is purely anecdotal because this is how i feel comfortable don't advise anyone to ever do this but i've talked about this before on my podcast um, <laughs> I tend to leave my higher carbohydrate meals for dinner because I cook for myself and my boyfriend and we enjoy that meal together. It tends to be higher carbohydrate because Jack likes carbs in the evening. So I tend to save my carbohydrates for the evening meal. Um, So last night we had a big bowl of pasta, Cajun creamy chicken pasta, really, really good. Woke up this morning, wasn't hungry, went for a run, felt great. Smashed a PB. Like but went to bed feeling like I didn't feel uncomfortable because my portion was adequate and my portion was not too big, but I wasn't going to go and try and get in a bodycon dress. Like, do you know what I mean? Like I had visible, a bit of visible bloating, like, because I'd had a big meal with a large bolus of carbohydrates that my stomach then has to process. Like, it's normal, people. It's normal.
0: Yeah, it's fine, and in, in a lot of it can be eliminated by like portion size. So, like you were just saying there, and for me, like tonight, I'm just gonna have one whole pizza to myself, <laughs> and that's control. That's just being sensible, moderation. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, and I, I know it's just,
0: yeah. This is all wrapped up, by the way. And I do think this as well, like with this kind of moralistic attitude around the whole thing with like junk or uh, carbs and all that kind of stuff. And it's almost you know, it's a bit faddy and it's like, oh yeah, I'm gluten intolerant as well. I've gone gluten free. Oh yeah. I'm, you know, this kind of bandwagon hopping. And by the way, there are people who can genuinely benefit from going on a gluten free diet.
1: Oh, if you are celiac, celiac yeah, yeah,
0: they're, they're, you
1: know about that. it. You have debilitating symptoms that means anytime you eat gluten, it is you are in real pain, and it really fucks me off when people are like, "Oh yeah, I'm trying not to eat gluten." Oh, are you celiac? No, it just doesn't agree with me. I'm like, <laughs> oh, okay, okay. Like, not that I'm not an empathetic nutritionist because I really am. People out there, I really am an empathetic person, but like these people that will jump on a bandwagon plus have you ever tried to eat gluten-free it's quite expensive especially if you go and buy the stuff out there you know and it's not easy to eat gluten free
0: there's there's definitely an element as well of um people kind of enjoy a little bit of that kind of (laughs) that definitely that kind of perceived suffering people do it with training all the time like oh yeah i've really had to suffer I've, i've cut carbs completely out of my diet or you know what i mean people just kind of like Like that. Whereas actually I would look at it and be like, look, this is a good thing that you can eat gluten and eat all the carbs, not all the carbs you want, but basically nothing's off limits. Mm -hmm. Like unless you're allergic or you've got a genuine intolerance, which you will know about, by the way. You're not like, Do you know what do I need a test? If you're thinking that, you don't. Yeah. If it's like, do you reckon I should get an intolerance test? No, you shouldn't no if, if you're coming money. up in rashes or debilitating stomach cramps go to the doctors or go yes. and see a dietician and have it properly uh, properly diagnosed not like oh we're just going to do this with the finger and let me just hold this against your wrist yeah you can't eat tomatoes anymore i'm afraid i, I don't buy any of that shit
1: it's crap i it's don't buy crap. any
0: of that stuff um yeah and suddenly it's like well i can't you get a big print out and it kind of looks good um oh, partially intolerant to plums oh that's a shame and uh blueberries I'm not too bad bananas I can't touch can't have banana I mean you're like have you normally been eating bananas yeah 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 how long for oh since I was a kid do you have any problems with them no not at all so this bit of paper that's been printed out says you can't have them now and that's it it's like It's madness. I think that's the closest you've ever got to a rat. I love that. Do you know what? It's a combination of like people depriving themselves of food and being fleeced. That combo just, and and a lot of the time the people who are doing the fleecing know what they're doing and know it's bollocks.
1: And can I say, and I'm, again, come at me with a pitchfork. A lot of these people have struggled to lose weight. And they were trying to look for a, a reason like, oh, yeah, but this diet didn't work for me. This diet didn't work for me. I haven't done like I can't lose weight. I've got this problem, that problem or it's because I can't eat a banana or it's because I'm intolerant to this. That's why I really struggle to lose weight. No, you're probably just not consistent enough. You probably don't have your habits set up and you're probably not in a calorie deficit when you're shoving an ice cream down your mouth
0: mate and it's just it's going about it that way around yeah so as in get consistent first so you know that whether that's tracking or portion control whichever whatever it is for you be consistent with it track something to measure progress and then if that's not happening I'll double check it yeah <laughs> like recheck what you're doing make sure everything's kind of on the up and up and then you can start kind of picking it apart and potentially being like fucking out like actually when i do have you know a small car portion i'm blowing up like a balloon yeah maybe then that's something to be like oh well actually i can bread's absolutely fine but jesus pasta seems to get me every time and then you can kind of start doing a bit more investigating Actually, and be like oh do you know what? it's not the pasta it's the fact that when i eat pasta it's nine o'clock at night and then i go to bed at 10 it's the eating late at night that's the problem and you can kind of piece these things together so you can end up either you might be able to have all of those foods but you just have to be a little bit cuter with when you have them and maybe the portions are reduced not right no carbs not having any carbs now not any gluten now whatever it is yeah um honestly like just this shit can be hard enough anyway without people saying that car you know carbs cause obesity or that you know you're intolerant to this it's just take that take a bit of time um and it's like being that kind of being your own detective, isn't it? It's Mm. it's like one thing at a time, just knock them off. Um,
1: Yeah. And like, like we talked about just, uh, you know, towards the beginning of the podcast, like learn what a carbohydrate is as well. I've had people say to me before, oh, so is fruit a carbohydrate? I'm like, yes, like a fruit is a carbohydrate. Carbohydrates in their simplest form are sugars. All carbohydrates are a form of sugar. So whether that comes in the form of vegetables, vegetables, fruits chocolate potatoes rice the only difference between those sugars is the molecules that they're made up of okay and that just means that how they're broken down within the stomach and we don't need to get into the science of that and the type of sugars that they are in terms of how they actually are processed but they are all sugars. They're the all sh- getting
0: broken down, mate. They're, they're all they, getting
1: broken down. They will end up that way. That's exactly. They're all getting broken down. They're all getting used for energy. But the type of sugar that they are means that the energy maybe gets used a little bit differently. And I don't want to go into that. Because honestly, if you're just trying to live a healthy lifestyle, it really doesn't fucking matter.
0: Okay? Just, just make sure you eat fruit and veg, basically. Exactly. Don't, don't stress it.
1: Exactly. Like, And this is the thing. Like, I would rather someone... Someone that's oh no, I won't go there. (laughs) I've I just would rather everybody included more fruit and veg in their diet. Honestly. And when you hear these podcasts where they're like, oh, if you could just tell everybody out there one thing that they could do more a day that would improve their health or improve their quality of life, I honestly genuinely think that most people could include more fruit and veg in their diet. And the only people I would probably say already do are either vegetarians or maybe vegans and even they they can have a shitty diet but the ones that are really conscious and cook and cook from scratch quite a lot they are very good at including lots of fruits and veg in their diet but you know everyone could include at least one if not two more portions of fruit and veg in their diet and yeah shock they are carbs
0: I, th- I think I've given this example before, but in like the, I don't know, like five or six years, I've been looking at food diaries, I've told one person to eat less fruit. And <laughs> and, and, and yeah, this guy was like putting away, it was like, I want to say even nine or 11 servings a day. Um, that's a little bit excessive. Just yeah. can, just eat a little bit less fruit, maybe yeah. seven portions a day. Yeah. Um, but, but yeah, it, but even he was like healthy weight, everything was good. But it was like, man, this might just be a little bit. You know, could we get a bit more protein in there? Yeah, yeah. A bit yeah. More protein, a little bit less fruit. Um, yeah. There was one. There was one quick example that I just wanted to give um, because this happened within the last week as well, working with a client. Um, so she came to me saying, pretty much, I've tried the. This is the classic, another classic you'll get. I've tried everything and I can't lose weight. One of them, and I was that's
1: like, that's literally what I responded to today on Slimming World. It yeah. made me <laughs>
0: Um so, so and, and fair play to her, we had a chat and she was like, well, I've been using Fitness Pal for the last month now, kind of sporadically. Um, so basically got her login details, went on, had a look around and I was like, do you know what? Like, this isn't, this doesn't seem too crazy. So I was like, do you know what? Before we kind of go down the route of working together, I was like, can you do this for me um, for a week, but be absolutely like everything goes in. And, and she's like, what do you want me to eat? I was like, just do what you've been doing. And so when I got it back, I was like, okay, this looks pretty good. And you kind of know, like you get an intuitive look as like, as a a nutritionist, when you look at a lot of food diaries, especially when you see like the, what's been filled out. I was like, that's pretty comprehensive. So again, started working together, set her up on the calories. First week, there's like mm, modest loss. Then it starts to creep back up again. And after the second week, I'm like, fucking hell, this doesn't, something's like a miss here, right? And it might be reporting. It might be like not weighing things correctly and stuff. But just from like talking to her and the kind of back and forth, I was like, do you know what? I was like, we're going to do a couple of low carb days this week. And part of that, and she actually said to me, she's like, oh, is that because, yeah, do you think the low carbs will help the help the weight loss? And I was like, I do. I said, but not in the way that you think. There, This isn't like, and I was making the point to her. I don't think this is a superior way. I said, but I think that, because of these looking at these fluctuations that I think I do think that a lot of this is fluid Mm. kind of up and down. Um, And I was like, for you, I just want you to kind of see that you could literally do like one day. And we know like she's savvy enough to know that you can't lose Three pounds of fat overnight. I thought, like, but I do think actually just kind of like maybe having a day where you kind of see the skulls come down, see that kind of water weight fall off, and actually be prepared for it to go back up. I think that yeah. would be a benefit. By default, she ends up having a little some fewer calories. So that will lead to longer-term weight yeah. loss. So she gets a little short-term boost, like mentally, yeah. and like longer term, you set her up for something that she can absolutely stick to. But you haven't told her that well, carbs are bad. So we're going to have to knock them on the head now. And actually she's eating a bit more carbs on the other days. And who knows if it's an adherence thing or novelty thing, whatever it is, but it's working. Yeah. Um.
1: I've got another example of when I would use that exact tool. So I've got a client who we've been, he's been in a fat loss phase for about, 3 months lost really well really flexibly doing it like had alcohol treats over christmas and stuff had a couple of days off and got back on it It'd been incredible put him in a maintenance phase cuz he's just about to go on holiday um he's going abroad to see his family it's all covid secure and allowed before we get any stuff going on um so yeah he's going abroad Will you to grass see- him up? <laughs> no he's going abroad to see his family so i've put him in a maintenance phase So he doesn't feel restricted going for when he goes home to see his family. He goes home to all his delicious treats and his mum's home cooked food. He can eat as he wants when he's at home. I don't want him tracking at all. And then when he comes back, I'm going to utilize a few low carb days. A, just to get rid of the water weight and to actually get more of a accurate idea of how much fat he might have put on during that time. B, to motivate him to get back in the zone, to get him back where he was before, which I actually don't think will take that long. And yeah, accelerate the process, both in his head and then both like, physically as well you know let's get rid of the water weight let's get rid of the puffiness let's get an idea of actually where you're at physically you've got 10 days in quarantine so what else have you got to do like you know and then we can see where we're at before we get you back to where we were before which won't take long like a month at least not maybe not even that and then he wants to build some muscle you know so that again is an example of a tool where I would use a certain thing so if you're listening as well you know who you are and you know what I've got planned for you. So. <laughs> I
0: love that mate. It's just so it, it it's so simplistic, isn't it? But it's just it's utilizing it with a with a purpose.
1: Rather than like a six week laxative that makes you shit through the eye of a needle <laughs> to lose every ounce of water that's inside you. And then you've got a moron out there on Twitter just saying that carbohydrates cause ob- obesity. It's just everything that's wrong with the industry and for every good message that people like us try and get out there, you've got that one person that thinks that, that isn't quite sure what we're saying is actually true. And then you've got people like this that put this out and then prove their theory. And before you know it, it's like, Oh, well, Amy and Andy are saying this, but this guy's saying that carbohydrates cause obesity. And I know that I've believed that for 12 years. So it must be true you know it's it's frustrating
0: yeah it is and it's it, do you know what there's like a um, i don't say so i i had a little look down the um down the responses and, and again like if you were just coming to this without mm-hmm. any prior knowledge it'd be a nightmare trying to like yeah. work trying to work out who's right who's wrong um someone actually posted a graph and it was um, it was showing like the uh, i think it was like the obesity kind of chart you know mm-hmm. basically steadily going up um sort of the last kind of 50 years pretty much um, and it actually shows like sugar going up with it but then sugar tails off like a mm. few years ago but, and probably more than that actually and i think part of that is because of the popularity of like low carb diets and actually like as a society we're trying to reduce the amount of sugar that's going into stuff but it kind of pretty clearly sh- uh, clearly shows that obesity is still going up mm. sugar consumption is not it's kind yeah. of going down slash leveling out so again there isn't this kind of like tight link that that well that marky boy thought there. That- <laughs> thought with that tweet um take home messages right so my one's pretty simplistic and it's make your decision based on personal preference not to fear and ignorance mm. and the ignorance part of it look you can't kind of know everything right and and a lot of this you know me and amy caveat this on numerous occasions like um individuals personal preference like what works for you might not work for me so it doesn't mean that like if you enjoy a low uh, a low carb diet then then crack on um but like it's the fear, the people that i suppose i want to kind of try and reach the ones that are like scared to eat a carb scared to have a potato scared to have a bowl of pasta uh, or just so worried about that you know getting on the scales and seeing uh seeing a jump i mean this might be mm-hmm. a separate conversation in terms of like should you be having scales if you feel like that with them around probably not um but you should definitely be eating carbohydrates as part of a as part of a healthy diet i just don't see any reason why you wouldn't
1: i have two take home messages my first is question everything so, don't read something, take it as gospel, and regurgitate it to other people who are going to act on your advice if you are not sure of where that information comes from. And I still say things even now that I'm like, oh, okay, I better fact check that actually. I just want to be sure of where that comes from, and that is being a good practitioner and Sheila down the road that has seen something on Twitter by some guy named Mark and now is telling you that carbohydrates cause obesity, maybe just ask her where that comes from. And I think this could be said for anything at life, not just nutritional information. And then my second is about carbohydrates in general. Just be a bit savvy. So, you know, if you have a slice of bread and you have physical discomfort, maybe go and get it checked out. If you have a huge bowl of pasta that is the same portion as your other half that weighs five stone more than you, you might just be a little bit uncomfortable because you're full you're greedy. may you're greedy <laughs> which is totally fine right. if you don't mind feeling like that but maybe if you're worried that you're a little bit tolerant intolerant to carbohydrates, The first thing a dietician will tell you to do is keep a food diary. So maybe start to do that anyway and monitor your symptoms. Maybe just have half a spoonful less of rice. Maybe have one less potato. Maybe cut out bread and see how you feel. Again, I'm not saying that that's something that anyone should do as nutritionists. We're not actually certified to actually tell people to cut out whole foods out of their diet so i'm not something i'm advising people to do but if you're experiencing symptoms keep a food diary and experiment so then when you do go to someone a professional for advice around certain macronutrients in your diet you already have evidence and you can say look this is what's been happening these are the trends this is what i'm noticing i've manipulated these things and this is the evidence and then they can actually help you rather than just listening to Mark and Sheila.
0: Beautifully put Rambo. You're very N- welcome. Nicely summed up. Thank you. Last thing. Just one more, one more quick question.
1: Quick. Cause I'm hungry.
0: If you could only ever eat one starchy carb for the oh. rest of your life, what would it be? Oh, I mean, I'll give you mine. It's, it's- um, Mine's bread. It's
1: got to be bread. It's got to be bread. It's got to be bread.
0: What's, what's it neck and neck with for you? What's the other contender? Pasta. I love pasta. Yeah. I do
1: like pasta. No, it's bread. No, it would be bread because you can do so much with it. You can make like dumplings, you can make pizza, you can just have it as toast, a sandwich. Yeah. It's,
0: it's be the correct bread. answer. And
1: there's so many different varieties as well. So you can have like sourdough, seeded, rye, yeah. focaccia, loaf. Like, yeah.
0: I'm ready for my pizza now. Yeah, I'm, I'm ready. ready now. I'm can ready. we sign off? I'm
1: starving. I need yeah, my beef. If my beef's good. stewed, then it's an issue.
0: Report so, yeah. back on the Mon- Mongolian beef next week. I will send you. I'll, <laughs> I'll, I'll,
1: I'll let you know about them. What are you having? Your usual? Yeah, the Palmer. Palmer from Chibos.
0: Of course come on Oops. just supporting local businesses mate doing my sure. part
1: no i don't need to don't need to explain yourself to me <laughs>
0: right <laughs> it's been a pleasure um any questions ping them into I don't know, emails, Facebook, (laughs) Instagram. I've
1: been quite good with putting our socials in the pod note, in the show notes. So yeah, if you do have any questions, guys, or you want to inquire about working with me or Andy, please just head down to the show notes of the podcast where I put our details. So you can head over to my website or Andy's website, or you can flick us some emails, find me on Instagram. Andy doesn't do the gram, but you'll find him over on Facebook. So yeah,
0: that's where I'll be. Um, Not now though, because I'm going to be... (laughs) (laughs)
1: right have a good one mate take it easy mate bye 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 thank you for listening to the not another fitness podcast andy and i really do appreciate all your feedback and questions that you take the time to send us if you really like the podcast and you're listening via spotify or another platform please share it either via instagram facebook or direct with anyone you think would enjoy it If you're listening via Apple Podcasts, please pop down, give us a five-star rating and a little review. We really do love reading all your feedback. And if you want to follow us over on our socials or get in touch with us direct, you'll find me over on Instagram at Rams with a Z, and you'll find Andy over on Facebook at his Facebook group, Eat, Move, Lift, Enjoy. And as long as you're not an absolute tool, he'll probably accept you. And they were his words, not mine.